0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news at Health Research. Hope you guys had a fantastic, awesome weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed yourselves, whatever you were doing. I'm sure a lot of you guys probably didn't watch the Super Bowl, nor did I. We actually just had to find out earlier. while We're getting show prep, who actually won. Like like two minutes ago. Yeah, (laughs) surprise, surprise. And so, again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. We hope you guys have been enjoying the show, the video feed. We continually are bringing new stuff to you guys every single week, so hope you guys are enjoying it. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Ultimate Multiple Powder, on sale right now for over 15% off. You voted in it one. And one article that kind of ties into that is I've had a lot of people asking me about the dosage of the B vitamins in the ultimate multiple powder because it's extremely high dose. I've told you guys, everything we have is bioactive. It works incredibly well. The body just takes it right in and absorbs it. And there's an article now that's coming out now, and it says how B vitamins are actually helping to slow Alzheimer's brain atrophy by sevenfold. So with over 7 million Americans now living with Alzheimer's disease and no FDA-approved treatments that effectively slow its progression, there's a desperate need for new therapeutic strategies. A new article shows that high doses of B vitamins may succeed where these drugs have failed. The new study published in the Proceedings of National Academy of Science suggests that high-dose B vitamin treatment can slow the progression of Alzheimer's disease by as much as sevenfold. The double-blind, randomized, controlled trial included 156 elderly patients with mild cognitive impairment and early Alzheimer's risk. Patients took supplements of folic acid, which, by the way, in this test, they didn't actually even use folate, the 5-MTHF that we use in our multiple. They just used regular folic acid along with high dose of B6 and B12 over two years, and it showed to have dramatically less brain atrophy detected via MRI scans compared to patients taking the placebo. This is a pretty cool article and research study I'm going to post it on the website. You guys can look at it. And Again, it's another reason why it's so important to maintain elevated levels of B vitamins in the body and giving yourself the proper nutrients that it needs to maintain overall health. But what do you think about this, though, Dad? With Alzheimer's disease becoming so prevalent,
1: and now we're seeing something as simple as B vitamins and actually – Help reverse it. Well, B vitamins are the spark plugs of the Krebs cycle, the citric acid cycle on the body, and they basically initiate the energy fields for the body and the mitochondria. Without it, you can't basically survive. They also help keep your hair from turning gray, which is kind of interesting. But what's really interesting about that also is the fact that people who are in nursing homes have tremendous results when they're given methylated B vitamins. This article is even pointing that out. That was so frustrating to me because when my mom was put into a nursing home many years ago, back in like 2000, I remember they refused to give her even any vitamins at all I mean zero vitamins and I watched her cognitive decline finally I called up you know the nursing home and I said why in the world won't you give my mom vitamins because I had brought her some vitamins they wouldn't give them to her and they said well you don't have power of attorney for your mother and you know you have another family member who has power of attorney and they haven't suggested that we use any B vitamins at all and they are medical doctors so therefore we haven't given her any vitamins so my response is very simple I said you can either give her vitamins and you can do it with or without a court order. And I'm going to take you guys to court. And they looked at me kind of funny. And they said, you're joking. I said, no, I'm not joking. I said, the B vitamins are so important to prevent cognitive decline. I said, it may actually be able to slow down some of these other drugs that you have her on as far as causing her mental problems. But the other person who had the power of attorney didn't want her to get the supplements, but I forced it and she started getting supplements, but they would not give her the supplements that I had that had the activated methylated B vitamins in them. B vitamins are super, super important. I take four capsules of those every single morning. The powdered multiple has a boatload of B vitamins in it, and that's one of the reasons you feel so good so fast. That's why we can bring you the Health Masters guarantee that if you use that product, go through a can of it, you don't feel better, just send it back. We'll be more than happy to refund your money. That's how strong that product is. We make that kind of guarantee. So this is one of the finest, highest quality multiple. If you had nothing else to take from Health Masters, nothing else, that's it. That's the one product that I would take. In addition to that, if you want to add a few more things to it, I make sure you take the omega-3 oils and also extra B vitamins. Again, on top of the ones that are in here, and I have make sure you take zinc if you're a guy. Really, really important because zinc also helps to stop the you know the hair from turning gray. So all these things are so important. But a multiple powder every single day to help prevent you know nutritional deficiencies is very, very important. Because remember, we don't use any flow agents in this. There's no binding agents. It's pure powder. So when you take this, it goes in almost immediately. So I just wanted to share that with you this morning, by the way, I love this article. You know, a few years ago, before Joan Rivers died, they were interviewing her. You watch it online. I posted it so many times I won't post it again. She was actually walking up her steps in New York city where she lived and she had just officiated a, a gay wedding. And they were asking her about, you know, the first gay president. And she goes, well, we already have one. She goes, everybody knows that Obama is gay and that Michelle is a tranny. And they said, what? And they said, she's a transgender. Everybody knows it's okay. Now, you can go ahead and listen to her. Now, one thing about Joan Rivers, some of the things that she did and some of the skits that she did, she was pretty good. Now, I will say one thing about her, though. I never heard her lie about anything. Now, I didn't agree with her about everything she said, okay, but she never lied. And so when she came out straight, called Obama gay at Michelle Atrani, I thought how interesting this is that we have this in the White House. Well, in several months, she was dead, just saying. Then a wrongful death suit ensued. But here's the article, and it's, you know, it's, it's on a burning platform, and it goes, Big Mike is coming. Now, Mike, they're referring to as Michelle. <laughs> you know, Austin, you know what's funny about this <laughs> is that I, I read this story this morning, and, I, and it said Big Mike is coming. And I thought – Well, even Obama's referred to Michelle as Mike before. Oh, yeah, well, everybody <laughs> knows. accidentally said, I, like, said well, you, you watch him walk down a, a, you know, a set of stairs with a silk dress on. You kind of get, get the head. But, he, but here's what the article says. It's becoming pretty clear that Sleepy Joe is about to get the heave-ho – he served out his usefulness. He's becoming an obvious liability. There's only so much to be done to cover up the fact that he's not all there. He's not there at all, by the no. way. And that's, I don't think the B vitamins are going to help him. <laughs> <So> I'm just <laughs> saying. And that's why they're laying the groundwork for someone new to be there. The cribble line from the opening of the producer's Broadway show about you know who, where could that man be? Oh, where, oh, where is he? We looked around and we found the man for you and for me. Enter Becoming Michelle, the other Obama's interestingly titled autobiography, becoming entering, enter becoming Michelle? With God, this woman hates the United this man, whatever this thing is, hates the United States. Will this person become the one who gets into the WWF ring to smash the orange man over the head with the chair? I'm gonna repeat this. This is so funny to me. Will this person, Big Mike, you know, Michelle Obama, become the one who gets into the WWF ring to smash the orange man over the head with a chair? Will Orange Man recover and put Michelle in the camel clutch and make her or him humble for the iron shekel? All of this remains unknown, but what can be foreseen with an increasing degree of certainty is that the person Barack Obama's brother publicly styles, Big Mike, is coming and probably soon. Because we know at this point that sleepy and angry Joe <laughs> might do something irrecoverable in public such as dropping number two in his pants while standing at the podium. This is some—this is crazy stuff. <laughs> a silly smile spreading across his face as the load – okay, I'm not – you know. This happens to 81-year-olds with dementia and Alzheimer's. The Sleepy Joe is while on his way to 82. It's remarkable, isn't it, that the same left that makes every excuse imaginable for this derelict is the same left that warned the country Ronald Reagan is too old to run for office back in 1979 – Reagan was at that time in his 60s. Okay? <laughs> of course, this is another time, and 80 seems to be the new 60. not for this boy. Orange Man is not far from 80, so so would he and as old as Sleepy Joe be in the day. And the next president assuming he's allowed to win the office. There are multiple ways for the left to prevent that from happening. It's happened last time. This time it probably won't be COVID. That provides the excuse for the left to turn to Election Day into election months, martial law, on account of terrorism might enable the left, which has deliberately flooded the country with millions of God knows who they are from who knows where people. Now, what's interesting about this, as far as we're talking about the amount of people that we have coming into the United States, there's an interesting article in the Daily Mail today, and it said the northern invasion. Now, this is a question I have for you guys. The northern invasion, New York, New Hampshire and Vermont see the highest ever border crossings as illegal migrants take advantage of tax laws to get into Canada. The new numbers, they don't want to stay in Canada because I, you know, because I have to get as much free stuff. The new numbers are up more than two fold from 2022, released on Sunday. Migrants are going to Canada rather than Mexico to the U.S. due to lax controls. New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont are surfacing the problematic hotspots. Now, here's the thing, and this is a question I'm going to ask Austin here in a second. New York, Vermont, see all these people coming across the borders. The numbers are up because they don't want to go through Mexico anymore. So now they're coming up through Canada. Now, the problem is this. It's wintertime in Canada, it's it's cold, and it's showing them (laughs) tromping through the snow. And it says, a Swanton sector, a strip border that straddles portions of New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont, has surfaced as a particularly domestic hotspot. Experts have attributed this phenomenon to Canadians' lax laws as far as getting into their country. So here is a picture in the Daily Mail. I'm going to post this. From Vermont, New York, and New Hampshire counties have been seeing a record number of illegal border crossings recent months. Starting statistics show... Pictured U.S. border control encounters a group of four adult Muslim Bangladesh males on February the 1st, 2024, near Moors, New York. Bangladesh is near Pakistan, near India, Austin. This is not, you (laughs) know, this is not Guatemala. Okay, this is Bangladesh. Somebody had to get from Bangladesh on an airplane or on a bus ride to a coastal community, get on a ship or get on an airplane and fly all the way into Canada. So the question arises, as always with us on our show, who in the world is facilitating people coming in from Bangladesh, which is one of the most populated Muslim countries in the world, who's facilitating their transport across the pond in order to get them to the United States to allow them to immigrate these absolutely Muslim males who are of fighting age, no females, no children. Muslim fighting aged males coming across (laughs) the northern border. What do you think? How are they facilitating? Well, I think we're pretty
0: confident now. We've seen George Soros and all these other groups that are continually funneling all this cash into it. And that's exactly what they're doing. And we know why they're doing it. You see now the massive amount of crime spree that's happening in a lot of these major cities. You see the continual stress on the infrastructure. I bring up all the time in Florida and other states have the same problem, like Texas, where you have these areas that are getting so hyperdeveloped so quickly with no other infrastructure being put into place and they're doing these essentially these 15-minute city aspects you know we went to one of the city commissioner meetings and I basically pitched a fit to the point that they actually called another meeting that they told us we could come to so they could help explain a lot of stuff that they were doing for the betterment of our city it was all theater it was all complete and total lies and I even asked one of the individuals in there with the city I said is this being done to make Auburndale a 15-minute city with the Lakes District and they said, oh, we don't have any, we don't have any plans. We don't, we don't know what you're talking about. I said, you know what I'm talking about? Well, no, no, we're, we're, not, we're not familiar with that, but no, there's no plans at this time, which was complete and total crap. Because if you look at the structure of what they're trying to do in our area, they want to make it so essentially you don't have to drive anywhere. And I brought that question up to one of the commissioners when I said, what is everybody going to do with driving when you put this many houses in this small of area with no extra roadways? And They said, well, you're not going to have to drive everything's going to be right there walking distance he said that I had on video recording and it's public record him saying that this is what they're doing all over the country right now and they're bringing in these people that essentially the problem is when you do this and like said with Bangladesh I can pretty much tell you the values of Bangladesh are not the same as the United States (laughs) and when you have these cultures that mix like this and there's no there's no buffering there's no training there's no education there's no you know slowly gradually bringing in it's people going from one country right into ours and then they're getting hand free everything and it's becoming a serious
1: issue there's actually an article that i was reading earlier hey i've got a comment yeah comment, okay? i want you to do the article yeah yesterday i was getting fuel one of my cars i stopped at a local gas station in lake alford and i was sitting there monitoring everybody pulling up oh, yeah. everybody as you should at gas stations, by okay, the way. I was watching everybody, you know, and you know, and was also interested by the city commission meeting that day. They had a police officer standing directly behind me in Austin. Well, that was at another meeting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they're always, they always bringing in an extra people for me in Austin. He's like, I don't know what they think we're going to do because we're not going to be violent. No. But we're going to express our i ask questions. I guess if we go past our 180 seconds, they'll have us escorted out. Well, I is, I,
0: we ask questions that they don't want to answer, and they don't like it when we press for more questions.
1: What, what, but, but what was interesting about this gas station yesterday, every single person, who came into that station. I mean, I watched cars come in and out while I'm filling up with fuel. Every single person was Hispanic, all of them. Now, I'm not picking on Hispanics. I mean, I, I have some of the finest people that I know are Hispanic, and some of the finest people that I know who work are Hispanic. But also some of the worst people that I know are Hispanic, and some of the worst people I've ever met are Hispanic. I know Hispanic people who have drilled holes in our roof when also was building his house just in order to make the roof leak just for fun. Because I called them out for drinking alcohol on a weekend yeah. on the job On the job site. Drunk on stilts doing sheetrock. So they decided to take a one inch paddle bit, and drill it through the hole in a valley that caused an entire section of roof to have to be reshingled. I saw that personally. So they got angry because I said something about the alcohol because I guess I'm the white gringo. Well, it's a drywall guy. mafia. A lot
0: of people don't realize that. It's this, one of the issues that's been arising in the construction industry in Florida these groups essentially they have almost a mafioso standpoint they nobody else can compete with them in these areas and they take everything over and this is what you're having more and more individuals coming in and doing this and granted i get it sometimes it's very hard to find people that want to hang sheetrock that's not a fun job and a lot of these guys can do a very good job at it but also you have these crews now that essentially think they're Above the law. They could just do whatever they want. True. I mean it, it was it was crazy. I mean, we, we go out there and they got cases of beer sitting around while they're on stilts, walking on the job site. We're like, what the heck are you doing? I threw them in the dumpster. Yeah. What, what are you doing, dude? Can't be getting drunk on the job site on stilts. <laughs> Liability, <laughs> golly. But I I I digress as far as what we're saying is here, and this is an article that just came out again from Ohio Sheriff Richard Jones, and he just did a press conference. And he said that essentially they're seeing now – they've had over 3,300 sheriffs now sign a petition of what essentially we're seeing now is raised alarm bells within the FBI that nobody's wanting to talk about. The FBI now, they've been bringing articles out talking about how the FBI is actually – the individuals in the FBI have been saying that they've been getting more red flags than we did even before 9-11 as far as with groups involved in planning attacks and violent attacks from other countries that are coming into this country here now. And it talks about how essentially the – the president, along with the DHS and the FBI, are knowingly complicit. This article from the sheriff is pretty crazy. He says they're knowingly complicit in allowing this to happen. They know who's coming in. They see who's coming in. They're monitoring who's coming in, and they're doing nothing about it. They're too concerned about getting Grandma Jones in Nebraska because she walked on the steps of the Capitol on January 6th and took a photo of a selfie of herself, so she needs to go you know, federal prison now for next year for felonies that's the lunacy that we're dealing with now here in this country and that's why it's really important to really continue to stay educated do your own research but also to be very aware of the situations that are occurring right now i saw this article in dad and i were talking about it earlier with joel osteen his mega church over in houston I, I, i'm still been trying to get the the all the details because it's very strange allegedly a woman entered the church with a five-year-old boy and I guess she had a rifle with her and then tried to start doing a mass shooting and she was dropped by two security officers who were off-duty detail and it's very strange because she was killed. Another 57-year-old man was killed. Or excuse me, he was shot. He was wounded. And I guess the boy was struck in the gunfight. But then it, the article doesn't really go into any detail what the aspect of this is. I mean, what this lady, her background was. Was this another, you know, setup? I don't know. But again, when you start having all these strange things happening and then you have Hawaii taking a step further with their anti-gun rhetoric now, if you guys have watched this, Hawaii now last week, their Supreme Court has now ruled that the state does not have to adhere to the 2022 Supreme court ruling affirming that essentially it's a constitutional right to be able to carry a firearm. Hawaii said, guess what? doesn't matter what the Supreme court ruled Hawaii is above the Supreme court. We do not think it's a fundamental right for you to be able to carry a firearm in public legally with a permit. We're essentially it at any point in time we want. They're blatantly saying this. Now it's an article one section 17, of the Hawaii constitution mirrors the second amendment to the United States constitution. The Supreme court ruled. However, They said we read those words differently than the current Supreme Court. We're told that Hawaii there is a no-state constitutional carry to carry a firearm in public. In doing so, the justice reversed the circuit court decision, siding with a gun owner who was charged a felony for violating Hawaiian gun laws. And basically they're, they're reversing this now and saying that essentially you don't have a right to carry a firearm, period. They can determine and deem it so when you're allowed to be able to basically defend yourself. Here's the problem bad guys don't follow laws that's why they're called bad guys <laughs> they're criminals they don't follow the law this is what was so stupid when you had that moronic mayor or excuse me the governor of um what, uh, New Albuquerque yeah Albu- New Mexico she came in and said oh by the way it's now you can no longer carry a firearm concealed or unconcealed now because we're having gang related drive-by shootings so law enforcement or basically law-abiding citizens can't carry a firearm And what happened? You had about 354 people descended on the Capitol in Albuquerque, loaded up with M4s and shotguns, peacefully, I might add, and said, no, we're not going to comply with this. This doesn't make sense. You're saying that law-abiding citizens can't carry firearms to defend themselves because gangs are doing drive-by shootings. And again, this is what happens when you have individuals that are diametrically opposed to freedom. And then you have to take a step back and decide what you're actually going to follow and go along with. What if they come in next and they say, well, by the way, it's illegal to read the Bible, like they've done in China. It's illegal to have a Christian church. It's illegal to have more than one kid. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. You can't leave your house. It's illegal for you to gather as a church. We're going to arrest you if you have a church service during COVID. Say they won't do it. They already did it, guys. So understand when you start having these little pushes inch by inch by inch and people comply a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, it never stops. Tyranny never stops because people comply tyranny stops when people push back what do you think Ted?
1: uh it's the incremental change yeah it's you know it's moving the football an inch moving the football they don't try to run a touchdown 100 yards they no. don't want, that would be their ultimate fantasy Austin if they could come in now and oh, the one fell swoop yeah you know and have their new world order tomorrow these entities that run the planet have extended lifespans they don't see things the way we do you know with God you know a thousand years is but a day so that means that your entire lifespan, if you live pretty old, is only a couple hours with God. These entities, we don't know how long they live. We don't know how long they've been around. We know they've been here for a really long time. Yeah. So they don't see things like we see things. They don't see things like this has to be done within the next month. They don't care. It can be done in the next hundred years. You know, that's a couple hours. I mean, well, that's care. why they have the agenda
0: 2030, agenda 2040, mm-hmm. agenda 2050.
1: They don't care. And, and, and you know, yeah. the, cra- the craziest part is you know, the other day I got stuck on our road going to the interstate for 15, 20 minutes. I got stopped because they're widening the roadways, putting a turn lane in. Not putting in four lanes, putting a return lane in. And I'm thinking to myself, this is ludicrous. I mean, we have 2,000 more homes going in on a four-mile stretch going to I-4. We're already backed up for 15, 20 minutes right now. What's the point of doing any of this stuff? Where are we going to go with this stuff? How many people do we have to put in this small community until they finally say Gnooker and enough? Well, that's not being orchestrated by them. That's being orchestrated higher up. Yep. And I'll, I'm going to tell you what I told you last week. The, uh, the, the, I had a former county commissioner tell me that if the guys that are involved in this want this to happen. It doesn't matter. Every single person in the county comes and testifies against it. They will have it. Now, I'm going to say something here pretty bold, and it's going to be the way it is. In my opinion, it's because Masons won't vote against Masons. And there have been TV shows, even on the History Channel, showing the Masonic influence in certain communities. And I saw a big billboard just a few months ago over in Lake Alfred, and it said, you know, your father was a Mason. Your grandfather a Mason. Join the Masonic Lodge now. And all of these Masonic Lodge people who are these secret societies, they basically meet in the middle of the night, meet in the late afternoon, meet whatever at nighttime. They don't tell you they're Masons, but they all see each other on the Lodges, and a Mason is not supposed to vote against another Mason. So whenever these guys get into positions of power, they just push their agenda through. Remember, it's at that 30th degree level. Most Masons who go into this thing think it's just a fraternity of business guys. No, they don't think much about it. But the 30th degree level, that's where they tell them that they have to basically completely stop having any Christianity feelings. They have to basically reject Jesus Christ, all the rest of this. When the guy who's in the mortuary laying in a casket starts talking to them, and he's the guy who supposedly wrote the Zohar in 72 AD. All of this stuff gets really weird really fast when you get to the higher levels of the Masonic Brotherhood. I've got friends of mine who were in it who, when they found this out, as far as this thing's basically worshiping Lucifer, they stepped away. And many times they just did it very quietly and silently and left. Other times they made a big stink about it. But regardless of that, they said, enough of this. We're not going to be involved in it. So I ask, I'm going to ask you a question. If you're involved in Masonic lodges, how long do you wait until you figure out what I'm telling you is true? Just thought I'd ask you that. In addition to that, I remember years ago, I had some Mormons come over. And they were trying to proselytize me, and they brought a young initiate with them. And I told you this story a few weeks ago. And I said, you know, when are you going to tell the young guy here? you know, that you believe that Lucifer and, you know, Jesus are brothers. And the the, the young guy goes, well, they don't believe that. I'm like, yeah, they do. And he he, he looks at the, the the older guy looks at him and says, tell him, tell him I'm telling you a lie. And he goes, well, no, we believe that. And the young guy goes, what? What do you mean you believe that? And all of a sudden he goes, I need to, we need to leave now. That was the end. They never called me back. They didn't want any more meetings with me. When you know what the word of God says, when you know the scripture is real, you understand who these people are and what they're trying to do with these different secret societies. And I know great Mormons, too, that are great, great people. I'm not picking on Mormons alone. You know, I did the Baptist joke last week, so I guess we're the equal opportunity offender here. But the reality is this. Our relationship with Jesus Christ is not predicated on some secret society or some cultural thing that's going on or some weird thing that we have to wear certain clothes or whatever. It's, it's weird how they do all of this stuff. You know, Yesterday I heard Pastor Reich say he said it, and he said something I've never really thought about. He goes, we're all simultaneously both saints and sinners as Christians. Now that's an interesting way of looking at it, isn't it? Because, you know, we become part, we're sanctified by the blood of Jesus, we become saints, but we're also dealing with a carnal mind in which we sin and which we have to continually confess our sins to God and continually pray for direction and guidance. And I thought it was a very good way of looking at it. So the reality is we're not perfect as Christians. And if you're a Christian and you've got a halo, you want to adjust, you can do it now because I don't have one, (laughs) but but I thought I'd mention that. But the reality is, is that we have to understand who we are in Jesus. That's why I encourage you guys to be in church on an ongoing basis. By the way, this is another interesting article. This is from the Daily Mail. This is an international newspaper, and this is how they're seeing our relationship with Joe Biden in the United States. This is the level of destruction of the office of presidency that we have in the United States. This is a level of destruction of the once great city on a hill like Ronald Reagan called the United States of America in the eyes of the world. Here's the title. President Mumblebum. (laughs) They called Joe Biden Mumblebum. M-U-M-B-L-E-B-U-M, I think he must have made that word up. President Mumblebum talks to dead people. Can't remember who Hamas are, and now even his own DOG wants to pack him off to a nursing home. Kennedy's head-in-hand's conclusion, Biden won't be voted out of the White House. He'll be wheeled out. Unbelievable. It's enough to make French President Mitterrand turn over in the grave and gasp with Sacre Bleu. Undeniable evidence of Joe Biden's Biden's startling mental decline is accumulating faster than naked selfies in Hunter's laptop. Wait a minute. I'm just reading you what the article says. This this is the level of the office of the presidency that we're taking this whole world to. Undeniable evidence of Joe Biden's startling medical decline is accumulating faster than naked selfies in Hunter's laptop. The Justice Department has now dropped one of the most damning indictments to date of our president and they didn't hit him with a single charge. The special counsel investigating Biden's mishandling of classified documents found he willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. But get this hot load of malarkey, he won't be charged. Why? Because his own justice department has concluded that a jury would find him to be a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Translation, no juror would throw their poor old grandpa on the clink so the DOJ is not going to bother prosecuting, and it gets worse. Call the cops. The special counsel report is elder abuse. This document states that during Biden's interviews, he forgot when he was vice president, the dates of his son Bo's death, and the details of the debate over his own disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. It's official. America's top law enforcement now think Biden's brains have turned to mashed potatoes that America agrees, a gutting to do NBC poll shows Biden's trails Donald Trump by 23 points on the question, Does the candidate have the necessary mental and physical health to be president? The poll was taken before the DOG report and before Joe's back to back verbal blunders this week, proving his cognitive function is shot. On Sunday, Biden's name checked the president of France, claiming they spoke at the G7 summit in 2021. Unfortunately for Biden, he conjured up the name of former Prince President François Mitterrand and not the current office holder, Emmanuel Macron. Unfortunately for Mitterrand, he died a quarter of a century before summit even occurred. Two days later, Biden forgot the name of the murderous terror group responsible for the worst slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust. There has been a response from the opposition. He mumbled to reporters, Hamas, a helpful off-camera boy, suggested, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, fumbled Joe. You know, I don't know what to say. Democrats, if you're watching this show, which I'm quite certain you're not, what's wrong with you? Just, I'm asking you this, is, I guess, is a rhetorical question because you're not going to answer the question I mean, because some of you are so incredibly brain dead that you really believe that it's okay to be in cities that basically have open crime and nobody gets arrested for stealing less than $1,000. Democrats, I ask you another question. Is Big Mike on the way? That's why I'm tying this all together right now. Is Michael Obama, Michelle, the guy with the Alabama black snake. Is he really on the way to be president of the United States? And you're allowing him to avoid being in primaries? Are you going to declare this guy and have him Baker acted or whatever you want to do with this clown before he runs for president again? Why in the world would you put a Biden sign in your yard? Oh, that's right. He picked up an extra 20 million votes last election of people who didn't exist. Didn't exist. Oh, there you go. remember that, yeah. Austin? So, so again, <laughs> and, 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 this, and this is the thing I want to ask you all about, Austin, is this. You know, if we have another election to the United States of America, And we don't have election reform. Are they going to decide again who's going to win, and does our vote even mean anything any longer? I mean, I'm being, I'm being, being, this is not rhetorical. I'm really asking this question. And until we get election reform, that does that mean they're going to put Trump back in, just despite? Biden and the Democrats to cause more conflict and more chaos Chaos. because now Trump is saying that he understands if Russia wanted to attack a NATO member because they don't pay him to the pot as far as paying for themselves as far as national defense. I mean, why would Trump say something like that? All of these things are happening all around us as the chaos agent. That would be Donald Trump. And I got to say, Biden's just as bad of a chaos agent. Are they, are we watching the systematic dismantling of the United States of America, Austin? Are we watching the takedown in real time right now? Of the once great republic that we're in and why are people so insouciant in and refusing to see the truth son what do you think
0: i think a lot of it you have what we're watching now from the the banking sector and from the groups that are actually running things from behind the scenes is essentially what you see with these groups with a humiliation ritual of what they're doing in the united states they're blatantly embarrassing the united states and essentially humiliating us in front of the entire country essentially to brand the world in the world because they want to bring down the morale they want to bring down the national pride self-esteem they want to bring down the self-esteem they want to break down everybody's unity of being an American a proud American because quite frankly it's hard to be very proud about this when you're dealing with a country that's being run by a buffoon an elderly man with a poor memory that's why they're not going to prosecute him for mishandling stuff and so again this is what they're working on this is what they're doing and I don't know you know, it's a, a million-dollar question. We're actually going to see a real election. We already saw the last one stolen. So, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that I can continue to tell people is make sure you're staying on your P's and Q's and make sure you're staying prepped. I had somebody call me up the other day, and they were asking about swinging by and grabbing a couple cans of food buckets again. So they want to have some on backup. I said, dude, whatever you feel like you need to do, you need to do it. I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I said, but there's definitely enough writing on the wall right now to realize that we're going to start having some very crazy things over the next couple of years I've the last couple of years weren't wild enough I think you're going to see a lot of start to escalate even more and that's why you're starting to see this push now for this deal that they've been working on with the pandemic treaty this has been being talked about now with the who for many years now what's interesting I did more research on this and what they've done now with this pandemic treaty they're not calling it an actual treaty they're calling it an agreement what they're trying to do is they're trying to sidestep the Senate because a treaty has to have a, a treaty has to be ratified by the Senate before it can basically go into any type of law and be signed and so what they're doing now they're doing this who member state. It's called WHO CA Plus, and it functions as a treaty, but it's gone through an opaque process of negotiation amendments. So essentially, it's excluded from being a treaty. And when you start looking at this now, what they want to do, and this is a, kind of going back to what Dad was talking about with dismantling the republic, this whole thing with this WHO treaty that a lot of people aren't talking about, this pandemic treaty, this essentially is going to remove the entire sovereignty of the United States being able to make its own decisions when it comes to health and the rights of people's health and having the ability to essentially say no. And what it does is it brings in like 194 nations under a new world order with the WHO. So essentially, if there's a pandemic, allegedly, <laughs> pandemic, and the WHO, the World Health Organization, comes in and says, Listen, every single person in the world now has to be forced to wear a mask. Every single country has to fall. This is a new law now placed in by the WHO they're going to say that it's the law now granted i'm not going to follow one single thing the who says ever i will not comply with anything the world health organization says because i don't care what they say because quite frankly they're not the law what they're doing is they're trying to do this again one step at a time to dismantle the constitutional rights and the republic that we have and like dad said one inch at a time in the goalpost. so with this thing with the treaty I've actually emailed some of our senators granted I never get a response back we'll see how that works I'm trying to fight against this trying to make sure this doesn't go into place I don't know what's going to happen with it it's very strange it's very creepy and again this is why it's been being worked on for so many years and so we'll see what happens with it but again when you start saying that <laughs> the uh, group that's essentially run by a bunch of globalists that are not voted on that essentially we didn't put them in place and through the World Health uh, the uh, World Economic Forum they essentially are going to start dictating the laws of what you can and can't do. That's a serious issue. Now, now you're talking about this article. Now I saw the other day, and Dad and I were talking about it earlier. They're talking more and more now about this carbon tax and essentially these carbon passports. And I, remember I mentioned to you guys, CNN had a whole article now that says it's time to limit how often we can travel abroad. Carbon passports may be the answer. And essentially, they want to put together. They're saying by 2040 carbon passports for emission reductions to basically discourage people from traveling so much this goes back again to exactly what we talked about with what they're doing with the EPA making these vehicles unreliable trying to push people to the electric systems that are unfunctional they they, nobody's buying these cars anymore now every dealership I talk to is hung up on this inventory and nobody wants it but again you're getting billions and billions of dollars these dealerships to keep or the manufacturers keep producing these cars that nobody wants because they want to have the ability to shut off remotely these vehicles at any point in time and control how much you can charge. Cause see, here's the million dollar problem they run into now. You take an old seven, three diesel, you know, power stroke Ford, great engine, especially if you kept it reliable and you've maintained it. You can go throw a hundred gallon fuel cell in the bed of that truck, throw hundred gallons of diesel. That truck will average mid 20 miles per gallon, twenty twenty five miles a gallon. You can throw a trailer on the back. You, go country you just drive you just drive pretty much far as you want as long as you want you don't have to stop if you got a fuel tank as far as a fuel cell in the back that is not acceptable in this type of society they're running they want to prevent people from being able to travel freely unmolested on their way that's why I've continued to say anything you can do to vote with your dollar and support companies that are actually putting out truth that are putting out real information and continuing to get support out there Thank you. And I continue to thank you for supporting Health Masters because we do this every day for you guys. And so you can continue to get the information out there. What do you think about these carbon passports now as far as they're actually trying to get people, I guess,
1: accustomed to these things now? Well, you know, the bartender, Cortez. And, I'm, the bartender. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not picking a bartender. No, not, right? at, all. I not was, at all. No, no. We used to own a German beer tavern. tavern and I was a bartender. Just, you know, just background on me. So I'm not picking a bartender and uh you know so we owned a beer, german beer tavern when i was young and uh i saw some crazy things in there but that that's that's another story and so you know and i realize that a lot of people can make good money bartending and people are going to be drinking alcohol anyhow so that is what it is but the sad part about it is is that uh you know all of this stuff is just a systematic dismantling of the rights that we have including the who treaty you're talking about Austin, awesome, with the senate being bypassed in which the who can come in and dictate because remember what they're going to do is they're going to release another pandemic I'm going to let you know that in advance. I told you eight years ago they weren't nuking anybody. I watched that movie Oppenheimer again. I'm not recommending it because it's got way too much nudity in it. But it was interesting to me how they basically obfuscated what happened after World War II. According to Jim Mars, who wrote the book The Fourth Reich, the United States couldn't get the detonators right on the atomic bomb, and the detonators used in Hiroshima and Nagasaki were actually German detonators. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, because they were talking about the fact that the detonators. Wouldn't work properly, and they wouldn't explode properly. But they didn't bring any of that up in the movie last night. Now, if you don't, if you disagree with me on that, that's okay. But remember, this Oppenheimer was a Hollywood film based upon what they want you to believe is the narrative. The guy basically comes into their their tent before the bomb is released and says, "I don't know if the detonator is going to work." And the guy goes, "Really? We're going to fire a dud? And we've got the Potsdam Treaty going on right now, and we got Truman over there talking to Stalin and the boys and Churchill." and we're gonna fire a dud that's not gonna work. <laughs> so the guy walks into the tent and goes, I bet you a month's salary that it'll detonate. Well, he probably got it from the Germans. Just, just saying, you can read the book, The Fourth Reich by Jim Mars. I don't recommend that many books on the show. That book's worth reading. And it goes into detail on that, of course, the detonator worked, and they had the first bomb experiment and blow up and all the rest of it. And they proceeded to basically eviscerate Oppenheimer for the rest of the movie, saying that he was a communist, working for the communists, giving out secrets to the communists. Crazy movie. Now, a lot of the stuff in there is based historical fact. And, they, of course, Oppenheimer has a girlfriend he's having an extramarital affair with. She supposedly commits suicide. But the word on the street with that one was because she was a communist, they took her out. They killed her. And they actually kind of show somebody murdering her in the bathtub. So it's an interesting movie except for all the nudity, which wasn't necessary. And they probably threw the nudity in there because they didn't want to get a PG-13 rating because they didn't want that many people to see it. They had to get an R rating on it. But I'm kind of curious about the real detonators and what detonators they really use. And, of course, Jim Mars, the Fourth Reich, you can read it yourself. Make your own decision on that. In my opinion, that was one of the things that Hitler used as a bargaining chip to live his life out uh, very greatly in uh, Argentina <laughs> get out of Germany. But I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, that's ancient history now. It's all been so lied about that we don't, really don't know. But also we need to realize, too, like what Austin was talking about with the Cortez, you know, she said that we need to get rid of air traffic across the, across the oceans Now we've had a major problem you know with the faa and all these other organizations forcing these pilots to take these COVID shots and a lot of these guys are now having heart attacks they can't pass their physicals anymore and now airfare has become so ridiculously expensive it's unbelievable how expensive it is now so a lot of people have stopped flying in addition to that a lot of planes are being grounded now because of problems with the aircraft isn't it funny how this perfect storm has kind of hit Lack of pilots, all at the same lack time, of planes, yep. lack of maintenance, lack of repair, lack of flights, all of this other stuff. And now they're telling us because we live in a 15 minute city. We don't need to fly anywhere. Anyhow, shut up, peasant, be quiet. Now, this, this is a funny story happened this weekend. And Austin didn't know about this one yet. turn me back on this camera. which I want to talk to Austin about it. this is funny. <laughs> uh, what's interesting is we had a friend of mine come to stay with us this weekend. He we spent the night on Saturday night and his girlfriend was supposed to come with him and. So she tells him on Saturday morning, I can't come with you because I have to drive 30 minutes to get there, and I forgot to charge my Tesla.
0: Its battery is
1: dead, so I have (laughs) to stay here at the charging station, and so I can't meet with you. So I can't get to you and go visit Ted because my car is dead. Okay, now back to this camera. I thought (laughs) I mentioned that. And what's funny about this is that when you stop and you look at this, you think. No, that didn't just happen to you this weekend. Yeah. And again, I'm not part of her 15-minute city. Yeah. She has to drive to meet him in Tampa, and he's going to drive her over here and leave the dead, now-dead Tesla. You know, we got to remember, you know, 95% of Teslas are still on the road. That's because they're being towed back to their homes. Just thought I'd mention that because they can't be charged for various reasons. They stop and catch on fire. And I'm not picking on just Tesla. There's a lot of other cars out there that are bad, but I'd pick on Tesla because it's the one everybody knows about. Same thing is true now with what's happening all over the place. We talk about Cortez being a bartender. This, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is crazy. Alcohol sales are halted after drunk chaos ensues and erupts at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I didn't know that Waste Management had you know golf things. The Waste <laughs> Management Open in Phoenix is well known for being one of the biggest partying in the golf world. However, even this event has limits. And fans quickly found out on Saturday afternoon when the tournament organized suspended alcohol sales. On Saturday at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, I observed more chaos in the last eight hours than I have accumulated in the last decade of my life, golf reporter Claire Rogers wrote. Rogers continued, I saw men bleeding from their face, people napping on muddy hills, and adults knocking each other over because they couldn't walk straight. Now, here's the thing about this. I'm not saying you can't have a beer every once in a while. I'm not saying that. I don't really do that very often, but I may occasionally have a beer or a glass of Bailey's or something on an airplane. If it's free, I don't like buying that stuff. But what's interesting about this is because remember having a glass of wine is not a sin, getting drunk is a sin. So I'm not saying that these guys really care about what the Bible says anyhow, because they're obviously falling asleep in muddy hills, hitting each other, falling over drunk chaos fights. They have to stop alcohol sales. And you have to ask yourself a question. Why are so many people self-medicating? I'm going to that right now. Why are so many people self-medicating with alcohol? with cocaine, you know, with drugs, you know, with cigarettes. Why are so many people so unhappy? The reality is this. There's a God-shaped vacuum inside of every one of you, including me, that only God through the Holy Spirit can fill. And without that, that vacuum being filled, you're always searching. You're always yearning. You're always trying for something else, something different. And sadly, people never find that in many cases. They're always looking and searching and they go through their lives thinking this was a practice session and wondering why they're so miserable. Now I'm just being real, real with you guys today. You know, yesterday I was in church and it was interesting because I got to read scripture in front of the church yesterday. I really enjoyed it. We had a big crowd there and I was thinking about all the things that we do in church and all the things that we do as a church community and how it's so fulfilling to people when they really get involved in it. And then I realized also this, listen to me, this is so important. If you've got kids, whose responsibility is it to take them to church? Whose responsibility is it to teach them in the way of the Lord? Whose responsibility is it to pray with them every night? Whose responsibility is this? Are you going to abandon your children and not take them to church anymore? Are you going to abandon your kids and not teach them the ways of the Bible? If you don't do that, who's going to do that? Who's going to help your children understand who Jesus is, what Jesus did for us, and who, who God is? They're going to have this strange place again where they're going to have that empty void on the inside like I just talked about. And like we see it, this, this 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 waste management open. They can't do anything besides get drunk. Or they've got to go out and get involved with all kinds of weird debaucherous you know, things. And why do you think Paul said to us in the New Testament repeatedly, stay away from orgies? You think, well, come on, Ted, you're going there right now just for a second. You know, people understand that, you know, sexual fulfillment and gratification in many cases is something that a lot of people crave. And it's the most important thing they can do with their life because they're not getting that at home. They're not getting that cause they're not married. They're not getting that cause they got a bad marriage. They're not getting that for any very reasons at all. But the reality is this, when Paul says that, you know, we've got all, you know, we've got all kinds of groups now that go out and just have orgies. And you think, well, when I was a kid, I, I know this kind of stuff happened every once in a while with people. I got that right. It's happened for thousands of years. But the reality is it wasn't so prevalent like it is right now. People are searching for some type of relationship with God, and they're filling that vacuum with all the drugs, all the alcohol, all the sex. Guys, friends, let me, see. let me see. That's all self-medication. The only thing that will get you right is to have the relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the kingdom of God is advancing since the beginning of time, and only forceful men lay hold of it. That means the righteous take it by force. And we've got to realize we've got to lay hold of it. When we have a chance to take our kids to church, when we have a chance to pray, when we have a chance to do what's right in God's eyes, we need to do it. And I'm not saying going to a golf tournament and having a beer is a sin, because it's not. But what I'm saying is, ask yourself a question. And don't make it rhetorical. Ask yourself this question. And I've said this to you before in the air. I'm going to say it again. What am I doing? What's it doing to me? And is that okay? You know, I'm going to a golf tournament. Okay. I'm getting unbelievably drunk. Face, that seven sheets to the wind where I, I fall down in a pile of mud and go to sleep okay <laughs> what is it doing to me it's degrading you okay <laughs> go to the central camera break it's degrading you and, and, and is that okay well the problem is Austin I don't think that's okay. no it's not okay
0: <laughs> What's your no one?
1: well tying into what you're talking about
0: with this now this, these constant distractions they're also trying to keep people involved in I saw an article here this is really interesting post on the website it says beware the Apple Vision Pro may know. rewire our brains in unexpected ways. This is the new gadget frontier now.
1: Filling that vacuum,
0: Austin. With the, yeah, with these, these augmented virtual reality is what it is. So you put them on, you still can see through them partially as far as the real world, but it's this augmented virtual reality. And what's interesting about this, they're saying researchers have found that widespread long-term immersion in the VR headsets can literally change the way you perceive the world and each other. They said, we now have companies who are advocating that you spend hours in these things. He goes, you got many people, they're wearing them for many, many hours, and it's magnified on scale. They said just the short-term effects of virtual reality are well-established. As far as people running into walls, people are tripping on sidewalks. There's videos now of people walking down sidewalks with virtual reality augmented goggles on and running into stuff and falling over. But the next phase it talks about in here is what it actually does in rewiring the brain and how you actually have a complete and total perceptual change of everything around you. And then on top of that, it keeps not only fully distracted and whatever else they're going to put in this stuff, there's an article that came out. And this is one of the reasons why we put the eyesight formula together. And this is why I always try, I tell people, try to use the blue light blockers on your gla- on glasses if you have them. You can also do it on certain screens. You can put uh, different covers over them for the blue light. I've talked to you before in detail. The glare of street lights and these outdoor, and, the, and these uh, blue lights that are constantly being used with these LEDs not only disrupt sleep cycles, they're also talking about now it's increasing vision loss across the globe. They said researchers in South Korea have found exposure to artificial light in high amounts can raise the chance of developing age-related macular degeneration characterized by damage of the retina. Progressive disease impairs central vision, making everyday activities like reading and driving difficult. This so is the progressive eye disease essentially is becoming more and more prevalent in individuals, and they're linking a lot of this back to the artificial light that we're exposed to all the time. So you gotta ask yourself the question with this, if you know the screen time and you know looking at the phones and the computers and everything else you had to do, half time for work with these things, I'm mean, right in front of you right here, and you're dealing with this already, do you think it's going to be even healthier just go put on you know virtual reality goggles that are basically have leds that are you know inch away from your eyeballs and staring at them for hours and hours on end the answer is going to be absolutely not this is not something that's going to be healthy for your eyes so again use those at your own discretion i would never buy them they're 3500 dollars. i have no idea why someone would buy that for a set of goggles to change your perception or thing but again what the biggest problem you're going to run into is children using these especially with development from the brain and development of the eyesight so be very cautious you know it's interesting I was kind of irritated over the weekend I kind of talked to one of my buddies we went to Monster Jam I took the kids to Monster Jam we go every year from Raymond James Stadium big monster trucks kids love it to blast so we would get a big group we had about 25 trucks we you know tailgate with the kids they play they run around they do all this stuff and at one point in time you know my kids will run around they're just wild having fun we got them in a controlled area because they got plenty of place to run but we can watch them keep an eye on them the whole time all of us they're all very awake and then at one point i looked on the tailgate bed of a truck that was kind of down the thing and there were four kids sitting on the bed and every single kid was on an ipad or phone playing on it at monster jam tailgate and i'm sitting there thinking to myself what is up with this and i even asked one of my buddies i said is this what, what is up with this was, i don't know some one of the people that here i don't even know who they brought their kids with them they're literally sitting on their phone the whole time their ipads and i thought how sad is that and how bad is this going to start becoming in the next generation and then you start throwing vr
1: goggles in this whole big deal. Also, to other news. This oh, is I, got, I got a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy. Okay. It says the team that were they were testing these vision goggles on, they said they walked around and were in college campuses for about a week, two weeks, trying to do all the things they would have done without them with a reminder in nearby case they tripped or walked into the wall. Oh, yeah. They experienced simulator sickness, nausea, headaches, and dizziness. And that was weird, even given how experienced they all were with headsets of all kinds. And they felt at all the distance and distortion effects thinking elevator buttons were further than their fingers or experiencing difficult, listen to this, bringing, even bringing food to their mouths. But as any of us would, would they adapted, and their brains and muscles learned to compensate for their new view of the world, which means their brain changed its wiring status. Remember the movie demolition man years ago, Austin way Sandra, back. Yes. with Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone. Remember yep. they were, they were, they were seeing each other. They were dating each other and suddenly, you know, she starts talking to him about having sex. I guess it's turning into an R-rated show today. And and he goes, Okay, that'll be great. They, and she puts on goggles. He puts on goggles. And, and all of a sudden they go into this video and they start showing them so having simultaneous you know, this simulated whatever. Yeah. And also he jumps back and says, Whoa, what the heck is that? Right? This is the world they want us in. Right. This is the world where they don't where you don't have any limits, and you're basically in a situation where You don't know if this is real, if this is reality, why would they do this? Because they want to control the peasants. The peasants are going to be in a 15 minute city. They won't be able to leave their homes for anything besides walking to the store with their vision goggles on, I may add, and basically try to find food to eat. The peasants won't be allowed to go out and do what they want to do any longer. So their lives are going to be so boring and so horrible. They're going to prefer death in some cases rather than being alive in a simulated environment like this. But what the vast majority of people are going to do is going to quell them. It's going to make them like, oh, wow, look at this. I can go into this reality. This life is better than my life. Why are they doing this? Exactly what I mentioned in my last segment when I was talking to Austin about the vacuum on the inside of us. They know they don't want these people to learn who Jesus Christ is. They know they don't want them to learn who God is. They're being filled with the Holy Spirit. So what are they going to do? They're going to fill them with an artificial reality in which they can be linked into an AI, into a D-wave computer or something even more advanced in which they don't even know how it works, into Satan's lair so that he can become omnipresent and control the very hearts and minds of these individuals who are in these goggles. They won't know reality from basically fantasy any longer. They'll be there. It's kind of like the Matrix where they hook them up to a, battery terminal at some and we say they sit there. Remember what they said in the matrix. If they don't have some type of conflict, something else going on, they rebel against the matrix. So they have to make it more reality oriented as they were sitting in the cubicles with wires hooked into them, feeding the machines and AI. Are we going to this? Now, I'm not talking about next 20 years. I'm talking next 200 years. Is this where they want to take us into a simulated reality in which everybody sits underneath a goggle and basically decides if they want to have Another reality feast with themselves with another friend, and basically can't go anywhere, can't do anything because of this. We can be hooked into a feeding tube. You know, speaking of feeding tubes, this is a sad story. I've got a good friend of mine who years ago decided to have a, a jawbone replaced for various reasons some kind of cancer thing, osteosarcoma sarcoma. And they told her, the doctors told her how it was going to be routine, how it was going to be no big deal for her to get this done. Routine surgery. She chose not to do other treatment options that were available to her. And she had a jawbone basically replaced this is like six seven years ago now and the operation failed the jawbone failed now they've got her back on a feeding tube and she's saying that she can't breathe because then i had to read the whole surgery again listen to me before we start talking about any more of this stuff like this when you have a diagnosis that happens to you it's really important that you understand when they tell you this is routine and standard it's no big deal Ninety nine percent of the cases when they say that's to you, Austin, they're lying. Yeah, because they're trying to get you. They're trying to sell you on the operation. Always get multiple, opinions. always get multiple opinions yeah. and realize there's all kinds of side effects of surgery. And there was a team of four doctors had to put her under surgery again for almost 10 hours oh to gosh. get this fixed. Then they put a feeding tube through her nose. They, they wired her mouth shut and now she can't breathe. and Her nose is stopped. up. Shut. She's going to suffocate for almost 30 hours. She said it was a horrible, horrible experience and now she's basically at home again with a feeding tube through her nose going through all the skin and the sad part about all of this is this is not isolated at this type of event in many many cases people have all types of health problems in which they go in and told and are told this is routine common this is routine they don't surgery. tell you that many times if you have bypass surgery up to 50 percent of the people have strokes they don't say any of this stuff they just say, oh this is no big deal why because they're pushing the rockefeller rothschild industrial complex now, I guess it's part of all the, of the Deagle report, isn't it awesome, in which they want to reduce the population of the United States, the entire world. But of course, we're not supposed to talk about that on the show either, because it's all about reducing the population of the useless eaters, as Henry Kissinger once called everybody, making us realize that they don't care about you. They don't care about me. All they care about is their bottom line. Well, why, they right? they
0: want to make money
1: off of everybody being sick. This is what we talk about on the show all the
0: time. I bring it up for very clear reasons. And we try to encourage people to really do your own research. That's why. Like dad said, get multiple opinions. I can't tell you how many times I've had parents come in and their children are getting sicker and sicker and sicker and they turn around and basically have, you know, they sit there and say, oh, well, the doctor said he needs his adenoids removed and he needs his tonsils removed. It's just just standard standard, common surgery, not a big deal. And also the kid's having more and more health problems and yet they never even ask the question, what's the root cause? Why is he having an inflammatory response with his tonsils and his adenoids? Maybe it's because he keeps getting injected with dozens of shots. Every year, every six months they go in and put another six, seven, eight vaccines in them loaded with aluminum, which is a neurotoxin, which causes inflammation. Oh, don't ask that question. Why would could there possibly any reason why this is happening? You know, like I told you guys I just had my son two weeks ago and my wife took him to the uh pediatrician, you know, for the first week checkup, they have to do that, and you gotta do like a hearing test and some other silly thing. But in regards, he's super healthy. And it's funny because the first nurse that came in asked my wife she said hey, are you guys getting the Hepatitis B shot today my wife goes no why, why would we get Hepatitis B shot nobody in the family is Hep B positive well so you know it's just standard procedure Hep B shot loaded with aluminum my, my son's six days old seven days old and the lady sitting there telling my wife well you need to get hep B shot well luckily the doctor the pediatrician that came in there my wife knew and she goes you know, don't worry about any of this we don't you don't have do shots here don't worry about it they're super cool about it but again it goes back to just the standard medical procedure that they push to make it normal to stay constantly sick. That's the new normal now is to stay sick all the time. And so again, that's why we do what we do here at Health Masters. That's why I recommend you continue to maintain your overall health, exercise, drinking purified water, getting stuff like the ultimate multiple powder like that. I said earlier, I have so many people that always ask, where do I start? That's the first place to start. And quite frankly, a couple other supplements if you want to, and you can continue to expand, but that's one that really get into and will really maintain your overall health. You get immediate results from it. The B vitamins hit you like a freight train of energy without having any caffeine, especially for people that are trying to stay away from a lot of stimulants. So again, thank you for the support of Health Masters, and thank you for making us your number one stop and shop and give us a call for any of your needs. We're here. We're doing this for you. We've been doing this show for years now, Ted, and that's why I mean we continue to roll this stuff out and bring you guys the news and the truth
1: every single day because, I mean, I guess you could say yeah, we're all in this together. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is, is this. you know, I can sit here and tell you that you don't need supplements. You're going to stay healthy, but it's not true. The food has been so adulterated. It has, And the food has been so processed now. We have so many hormones and chemicals and lack of crop rotation and everything else. The nutrients are simply not in the food any longer. And without the nutrients in the food, how are you supposed to stay healthy? And again, that's not a rhetorical question. If you need 100 essential vitamins and minerals every single day and you don't get them in your food supply and you end up with deficiency symptoms, how are you going to stay healthy? If you have a child that basically has to be breastfed to have healthy vitamins into his body and the mother doesn't take the supplements, how is the child supposed to stay healthy? And, and, it's you know, I remember years ago I was doing these big seminars all over the country. I enjoyed doing those. I really do miss that part of what I did. But what was funny is I would ask those questions to the group. I'd have 40,000 people in attendance, and I'd say, why is it that everybody wants to put a child who has ADD on Ritalin or Adderall? Why is it they want to put them on a bunch of amphetamine salts, which in the same category with morphine and opium or Percodan or whatever? And why in the world won't they try a dietary change first? And I was forbidden on radio and TV to talk about that, and I was forbidden on radio tv to talk about vaccines for a minute but guess what smile at you guys we talk about it all the time now because <laughs> we don't have any sponsors because you support health Masters. i love you guys what do you think Austin? find out who
0: you can't talk about find out who you can't criticize and you'll quickly find who's running the show behind the scenes which gives you the ammunition to call them out i appreciate my friends thank you for the support of healthmasters.com If you guys need anything you know where to get a hold of us we're here Monday through Friday, nine to five, and be sure to stop by. I have lots of customers almost every single week. Stop by from all over the country, all over the world,
1: actually. I've had people from
0: Canada and other parts stop by and say, "Hey, we yeah, appreciate well, it." You
1: know what's interesting? You know, when you get behind the scenes with us, we're exactly the same as we were on the radio and <laughs> TV. We're just hanging out. Yeah. We're just hanging out, chilling out, and we love you guys. You guys are family to us. We pray for you on a regular basis, and I thank you for your support. If you weren't here, we wouldn't be cool. here. Thank we love you, guys. guys.